how are you uh, managing the pandemic? How have uh, things been up and down? I think for everybody, there was that initial sense of panic. The world is going to end. And, you know, then we were like, oh, six weeks from now, it'll be all over. And that, oh, well, wait a second. That didn't work out quite the way we planned it. And even now we think that we're, you know, in the clear. But are we? It's still out there and it's still ongoing and it has a big impact on parents, especially especially with kids as well. And the second Ontario Parent Survey is out. Researchers at McMaster University and the Offord Center for Child Studies tracking the impact of the pandemic on the health and well-being of families. What, what are some of the findings? Well, if you're among those feeling down, you're not alone. 69% of parents reporting significant symptoms of depression, including feelings of sadness, lack of energy, irritability. 38% said they felt moderate to severe anxiety. There's also the fallout of physical health. You know, a third of respondents who drink alcohol reported an increase in consumption, and more than half of parents said they had gained weight over the past year. And obviously, parents as well, if you're a parent, you know this, there's just a constant drumbeat of worry, worry about the kids and what what has the pandemic, what is the pandemic doing to our kids? Dr. Andrea Gonzalez is Associate Professor and Canada Research Chair in Family Health and Preventive Interventions at McMaster. Welcome, Andrea. Hi there. How are you? I'm 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 pretty well considering when I look through uh, this report. This is the second year of it. Uh, what what differences did you see from this year from the from the first? Yeah, I think that. Um... You know, it's important to note that we ran this study during the third lockdown. So it was from May to July um, of 2021. And the first report was done during the first lockdown. So we were, again, you know, back to a remote learning situation uh, with a lot of public health restrictions put in place. And I we saw higher levels um of depressive symptoms and anxiety compared to the first uh, survey. And in the the second survey, we asked a lot more questions about how um, the children were actually coping and how people were sort of dealing with these mental health um, issues, both in themselves and in their children. And I think what was surprising to us in the second survey was 50% of people, uh, parents reported that they had reached out to a professional about their mental health concerns since the pandemic had started. Uh, But a staggering 17% felt that they needed to speak to somebody and they didn't. so I think it, it's the sheer number that was actually surprising to us, not the fact that um, people were reporting these kinds of stressors, but that how pervasive it was. Right. And, and did did we get any sense as to that 17%? That's a big number that does jump out. That, was there a barrier to accessing help? Yeah, we, we did ask about barriers and uh People were saying that they either didn't know where to go for assistance or uh, the second most commonly reported barrier was 
um, long wait times. Uh, that was also a barrier because I think that it, we were in many ways better prepared a year later um, when when the third wave uh, happened. But that services, you know, are overwhelmed because there is a much higher need for both parents and children. And services um, also have staff that are dealing with balancing um, work and, and home life as well. And I think that there was a lot of pressure just put on the system. Uh, well, one of the stats that jumped out at me right away was screen time. This is something I struggle with. Uh, I have two teenagers and it's Lord of the Flies in my house and has been since the beginning of the pandemic. It seemed like, you know, after March 2020, hit, you know, it, whatever attempts that I had been making to limit screen time just kind of went out the window. And especially because it seems it's it, for them, it's, you know, it, it's the tie has, it was certainly during the third wave, especially, was their only tie to their friends in their social circle. How do I deal with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, um, so I have a, a well, 12 year old son as well. And it was something that we were struggling to balance in our household. And it, it was tough because everything was happening online. Like you said, it was not only their schooling, but any kind of social interactions that they were having, or if they were managing to engage in any extracurricular activities, it was also all happening online. Um, so I think that coming out of it uh, a little now that we're allowed, you know, that the kids are back in school and they're allowed to engage in their extracurricular activities, that, um, you know, it, it's hard to rein in because I think the, the kids are used to a certain amount now, but um, putting some sort of limits I think on on screen time is is much better and also trying to engage in in other activities which you know over the summer and in the warmer months is easier in a province like Ontario but uh, and much more challenging in the winter but um, I, I think the best thing to be trying to do is is putting limits and just um, getting out as much as possible because the other finding we had in the study was the um, reduction in what, you know, is considered um, standards and guidelines for physical activity for children. A lot of them weren't meeting it. Um, and a lot of them were not spending a lot of time um, outdoors. So I think it's important to try to reinstate that as much as possible. Dr. Gonzalez, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. That is Dr. Andrea Gonzalez from McMaster University. My name is Alan Carter. This is Global News Radio.